You're listening to the Mother of All Solutions, stories from mums as they navigate their return to work. With me, Laura Broderick. Welcome to Mother of All Solutions. It's October 2021 and I have the pleasure today of a very special guest. I'm interviewing Alison Perry. Um, Not Another Mummy podcast is how I know her, but I know she's also a blogger and most recently an author. So welcome, Alison. Hello to you and welcome to the podcast. Hello. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure, Alison. Um, I have listened to your podcasts and enjoyed them. So it's great to have somebody from the kind of parenting podcasting space here on Mother of All Solutions. It feels really special for me. So thank you for making the time. Um, So obviously, I enjoy your work. um, But the specific reason of inviting you on this episode is we are talking about parenting around twins and multiple births and issues specific to that and how that might affect maternity leave or parental leave or thinking about a return to work and some extra issues and considerations that may or may not need to be made. Um, But before we get started, um, do you want to say a little bit about your book that you have out, OMG, It's Twins, and tell us a little bit about yourself? Would that be Yeah, of course, happy to. Um, So yeah, I'm a mum of three girls. My eldest is 11 and my two little ones are about to turn three so that my twins are about to turn three um and yeah as you explained I'm a writer a blogger a podcaster um and my book OMG at Twins came out in March 2021 and it's basically um a guide to the emotional roller coaster of having twins um you know there's mm. a lot of information out there already um online and um you know in in magazines and what have you about the practical side of having twins um but I felt when I was pregnant with yeah. my twins there wasn't a huge amount of emotional support um and those two things do go hand okay. in hand you know that like you need a bit of both you need to know okay what do I need to buy two of and what do I just need one of and all yeah. that kind of stuff but you also need um to kind of help I guess you need help processing all of the big emotions that you're feeling you know in the run up to having your twins yeah. and afterwards as well so um, it's yeah it's a big deal and so my book mm. hopefully is there as a little guide to kind of hold the hand of any expectant and new twin parents I'm sure it is a like really valuable resource for them um I'm not a twin a mum of twins um, I'm not a twin either <laughs> um, but I ha- have a copy of your book and it's a lovely item as well. I'm, I am quite interested in art and design as well as podcasting. So I, I kind of appreciate it. It's sort of journal mm. type quality. Is that fair to say? Are you happy with yeah, that? As a, yeah. And a kind of... there, there are bits to fill in. I really wanted it to be kind of interactive and something that parents can mm. fill in and keep for years to come and look back and be like, oh my goodness, that was... That was hard. That was amazing. We got through it. Look where we are now. And it's really beautifully illustrated. And again, I've not had to reference it because I I don't have twins, but the drawings of how to breastfeed and also bottle feed twins, they're brilliant. I mean, I just was like amazed at all the different like ways of illustrating that. I just thought... and quite often illustrating it is the only way that you can show these things, you know, describing it with words. You know, I'm a writer, but mm. describing something, how you hold a baby in a certain way to feed mm. them, how you hold two babies in a certain way to feed them. Yeah, um, and I had the most amazing yeah, yeah. illustrator, Veronica Dearly, who is, she's got quite a big social media following yeah. herself. 
Um, and I was uh, so happy that oh, I'll she follow came her. on yeah. board to, to illustrate the book. It's great. And I'll put a link in the show notes to how people can, can find you and find the podcast. Um, so it's great. And what I also really liked, as well as the journalesque quality, um, the content I think is relatable whether you've, I mean, obviously you wrote it for parents of twins, but I think there's bits in it that, you know, you can relate to as a parent of a of a newborn regardless of the multiples of, of it so I think it's a really nice resource to have but I also loved the fact that you brought in other parents voices it's not just your voice yeah. in it which is something that um you know they're just kind of like a couple of paragraphs of experiences and probably from your community of people that connect with you and you connect back with you've probably got quite a good way of getting those voices in but it's something I really appreciated because I think that's important it's so important that's the thing isn't it because yeah you know, I'm really happy to talk about my but my own experiences when it comes to parenthood and mm. you know I'm having twins but I've I've only experienced mm. what I've experienced and there's so much more and especially with um you know medical issues and complications um uh you know premature births um having twins going into mm. you know neonatal units it's you know, it's really important, I think, to have lots and lots of experiences covered. So it was an absolute privilege mm. to be able to speak to so many different mums and experts, you know, doulas, midwives, psychotherapists, um, all giving me their views yeah. on, you know, on having twins. With the podcast, obviously, on a much smaller scale, Mother of All Solutions, um, but something I've tried to do and will do in this episode is weave in voices from uh, other parents as well. So there's two mums who've contributed audio notes to this episode. And that was also part of my um, focus on creating an episode looking at the issues around being a parent to twins is because one of my best mates from university, Heather, who is one of the audio note contributors she had twins in December um so just before sorry just before new year it was like the 28th 29th of December and um, so her experience and seeing her although I didn't physically get to see her because she's up in Scotland and obviously with COVID rules I just got photos of seeing this massive bump mm. growing um and then obviously you know talking to her now since she's had the babies and then another good friend from work Gwen has just had her twins at 33 weeks which I believe is quite a common thing that twin babies can come early yeah, and yeah. there can be other things going around that so hearing Gwen talk about being pregnant with the twins and now having them congratulations mm -hmm. Gwen um, and then another mum from my book club has had twins so I kind of all of a sudden felt like there was people around me having twins and then I was like actually there's loads <laughs> of other people who've got twins why have I not thought about this before and noticed this before and my son's a little bit older than your twins he's three and a half so not much older but a little bit older and he's in nursery with quite a lot of twins um mainly boy twins so two boys um and they all play together and I was like right we need to talk about this because there must be some specifics mm. to twins and thinking about not just as you've got all the content in your book the ideas of maternity leave and even being pregnant and yeah. at work with twins maternity leave and then thinking about what your return to work may or may not look like so just 
in terms of the book, Alison, just to get us started, um, you do have a, a section about going back to work and little bits within the book it kind of filters through. Do you want to just give your sort of general thoughts on that and then we'll delve a bit deeper in, and see where the conversation yeah, takes us? Yeah, I mean, it, you're right though. It starts even when you're pregnant because with twin pregnancies, you quite often need to go for extra appointments and extra scans. Um, I yeah. was really privileged in that I was... Um, self-employed when I was pregnant with my twins which meant that I didn't have to be having conversations with my boss to say actually from week 16 so I was told from week 16 I would have to go for fortnightly scans um and I didn't have to have an awkward conversation with my boss to say oh every two weeks I'm gonna have to basically take the afternoon off because that's what it would have meant um so I was really lucky but it's really you know it's it's really hard, I think, for a lot of a lot of expectant twin mums to be putting themselves first and to not be feeling like they're being a burden and not to be feeling like, oh my goodness, my boss yeah, or yeah. my colleagues. Because quite often you feel like, oh my my colleagues are going to have to pick up the slack. You know, I can't be in that meeting, yeah, so um, you know they're going to have to do X, Y, and Z or present that whatever it was I was meant to be presenting. Whatever your job is, um, mm. you know, it, it does have a knock on mm. effect to your colleagues. Um, so it's really important, I think, to, yeah. to to really try and put yourself first and to be aware of what your rights yeah. are, that you are perfectly entitled to be taking time off for these appointments. Um, mm. And to, if you have to, you know, pull up the, the kind of, leg, 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 uh, <laughs> follow up my words, pull up the legislation. That's okay. Um, yeah, and have a chat with your boss and say, "Look, I know it's annoying, but it has to happen." Yeah, um, and yeah. luckily, we are now post-COVID in a situation where I think a lot of companies and a lot of bosses are thinking about things a little bit differently, and perhaps you know happier mm-hmm. for you to be like, "Okay, well, I'm getting the train or the bus to the hospital. I'll be on email. I can be working on this and that while I'm sitting in the hospital waiting room." And you shouldn't necessarily feel like there's yeah. that expectation for you to be sitting in the waiting room working and checking emails and what have you. I know, But I know. at least if you are really worried about your yeah. workload and how it's going to affect things, um, you know, hopefully now the whole flexible working from home thing means that you can convince your, you know, your boss that you will still be getting your job done, even though you've got these extra appointments to go to. And as you say, it's all, you know legal entitlement that you can go to all your medical appointments but even when it's as you say allowed it doesn't stop you feeling potentially awkward about that and if those appointments as you've rightly said are multiplied with a twin or multiple birth then you're going to feel that so I think it's hopefully as you say better with regards to flexible working but I think just raising awareness around that because I as I say I've only recently been more aware of some of those issues and seeing my friend Gwen having to go to more appointments and you know work around that and communicate with the team and it's so hard isn't it yeah I feel like you know when you've got kids Mm. I I've had this really strong feeling um I remember when I had my eldest I had this really strong feeling when I went back to work of I don't really feel like I'm doing my job properly. I'm not giving 100% to my job, mm. but I'm putting my daughter into yeah. nursery for three or four days a week. So I feel like I'm not giving 100% to her either. And I think that that, that feeling yeah. starts when you are pregnant and having to take time off to go for, to these appointments. You feel like 
You're, yeah, the guilt and, and kicks it's, in. Mm. it's not fair mm. that we, yeah. you know, so many of us feel no, this no, no. way, but we do. Yeah, yeah, we feel guilt to our workplaces, guilt to our families, and it's so yeah, I know it's really hard. So that's a really good scene setting for the pregnancy journey, and then correct me if I'm wrong on any of these assumptions I make. They're just things I'm picking up. So um, you get through your medical appointments. Let's say everybody's healthy and happy. Mum's healthy. Pregnancy's going well. But twin babies can still come earlier than a typical full-term single pregnancy. Is is that right, Alice? Yeah, I mean, um, in, in is my... Is quite the norm? In, yeah. in my situation, which, which was quite normal, I was told, okay, so we are mm. going to um, book in a C-section for 36 weeks. Um, so I okay. knew that that's when the babies were coming. So that kind of makes it kind of mm. a bit more straightforward in terms of planning. So if you have to, you know work out when your when yeah, your maternity yeah. leave is going to start that makes it a bit more straightforward of course not everyone is booked mm. in for a c-section and some twin mums to be are told we'd like you to have a c-section and she's like mm, actually no i want to try and have you know the baby's vaginally um and we're just going to wait yeah. for me to go into um you know natural the word isn't natural i always use that word natural and it's no we, we shouldn't use that word because there's no kind of birth that is unnatural but you know like spontaneous labor yeah. when your body goes into labor um so you know well, that makes it sound so easy though spontaneous oh i know though, just spontaneous <laughs> just walking along and you know go into labor have the babies <laughs> done <laughs> but um if only it was that easy right <laughs> um so yeah there are obviously different situations and scenarios but um it is quite common for you know twin twin pregnancies to for you mm. to know right okay we're gonna or actually quite often you're mm. you're told right we're going to induce you at thirty six weeks, um so there are there are okay. definitely scenarios when you can think right well I know that thirty six weeks is round about then therefore I want to you know mm. start my maternity leave you know two weeks before that or whatever it is, um and so it makes it a little bit easier yeah. to plan. But, you know, that still means your maternity leaves technically starting earlier than, you know, let's just, I am generalizing than most that are single pregnancies. So really that maternity leave process is already shifting, right? Your Mm. time is potentially being used up earlier on and you've probably been heavier, you know, you know, fair enough homeworking now might be helping with this, but if you were commuting regularly with you know a heavier bump to get into the office with sit at a desk with get back on the train or the bus with you know technically there's lots of factors that you know I think being more aware of and being more kind of empathetic around could be quite useful um yeah yeah so say maternity kicks in and I know your situation was you were self-employed um but let's talk about a bit of both so being self-employed obviously there's you know different issues with it within that scenario um and maybe you can tell us a little bit about how your family sort of navigated that um but if you are employed and you have your agreement with whatever package your employer allows whether it's just you know your basic maternity pays or whether you get enhanced pay and for for how long you still have to sort of think around it and you've got two babies or even more for some people to to look after um so what's almost like the next phase in that journey of being a a twin mum 
when I had my eldest, she's now 11, mm. I was um, working in an office mm. and I took regular maternity leave. And um, I okay. suffered from postnatal depression. And um, I mm. just felt utterly lonely and miserable and found it really hard to be at mm. home with just this little baby who didn't respond and yeah. didn't give much back in terms of what I was used to, like working in a buzzy yeah. office and, you know, seeing friends and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. Um, so I kind of knew yeah. when I had the twins that um, I didn't want that to happen again. And people were saying to me, but it's different second time around okay. because, you know, you've already got a child. So you've got, you know, you'll be doing the school run and you'll be busy doing, helping them with their homework. And yeah, it's just, yeah. your life is just different. Um so mm-hmm. I kind of knew that I didn't, I, I was kind of worried about that um, and that aspect of kind mm. of getting used to looking after two small babies um, and juggling mm. everything and keeping my mental health in check. Um, and yeah, the way yeah. that we kind of, so my husband um, was working as a primary school teacher at the time and okay. um, we um, decided that since I was self-employed, um, and he wasn't, um, it wouldn't make, make much sense for me to take, say, six, nine months, a year off, you know, um, generating income from home um, and have yeah. him go into school every day um, and maybe at home kind of losing the will to live because I was just, like, struggling with two oh small God. babies potentially yeah, having yeah, postnatal yeah. depression again getting my eldest to school and back every day like to me yeah, that was just like oh my goodness this is going to be an absolute nightmare it felt overwhelming exactly yeah. um so what we decided yeah. to do um to kind of keep us all sane um was he took a mm. break from his career um, and we looked into doing like shared parental okay. leave and all that kind of stuff but it, it was trickier it was tricky with yeah. me being self-employed it's not like we could it's not like we could just, mm. you know, take share of parental leave and shift the exactly, months around. Exactly, yeah. which I think it is a brilliant scheme. And mm. I think that for the people that it works for, it really works. And it's so much better than what we had mm. before that came in, into into place. Um, so mm. he took time off and um, I okay. took maybe, I think, looking back, I think it was more like, it was. I initially was thinking I would take three months off but I think it was more like four or five months I took off work um but it meant okay. that I could then because I worked from home I could go back to work yeah. but I was still in the house and I was still able to breastfeed the twins oh fab. and yeah. yeah you know still able to you know keep an eye on them and share the load with my husband yeah um and it just felt like it really worked for us um but in those early yeah. days when we just had the twins having him around and having two of us uh to look after two yeah. small babies just felt like a, yeah, yeah. A, an absolute lifesaver you know just I don't know how I would have coped if it had just been me on my own with them <laughs> and and so many women oh, do I, cope I and I take my hat off to them um you know I honestly yeah. think you know me they too. have absolute <laughs> yeah. superhero powers um mm. but I know that with my history of PND um I probably wouldn't have coped yeah, you were very conscious of it. And it's good to acknowledge those feelings and to plan for it. And I mean, yeah, you've got to just 
be aware of how things can be even though you don't want them to be that way but so it sounds like you were very sensible and organized within your your family unit and I know I mentioned my friend from university who has had twins recently like Craig her husband is self-employed but he also then had flex not just for working from home within the COVID situation of the babies being born but also a bit of flex with his work so actually having him at home while they were adjusting and um you know norming Mm. to you know these twins being at home with them because you know it 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 must be harder work it can't not be you know Um, (laughs) I think it's those moments where you've got both twins Um, crying and you're trying to work out what's wrong with each of them or you know one's crying the other one's sleeping and then they swap so you've just constantly got an upset yeah. baby and it's just like oh it just yeah it just Juggling feels them. like you just yeah, yeah, don't yeah. get a break <laughs> yeah okay so you've managed that you've got your babies settled you've got you and your partner hopefully in a good routine um let's all yeah. look positive it's yeah. all going well but you also are interested in your work life and as you say you went back but working from home you could still have involvement in the kids and still breastfeed and and do other things um if you're going back to work potentially there's the planning around it and let's think about the costs around it and I know mm-hmm. Alison you've tweeted about mm. this um <laughs> and I've noticed your tweets and I think lots of people noted your tweets about this which was really good you know someone's got to speak out and you know hats off to you for for saying costs I know you don't have to double up on everything with twins but there are things that you do have to double up on right (laughs) can't share nappies Um, (laughs) um, you can't share everything between the two of them so there's the cost of raising children potentially your maternity leaves a bit shorter if it started a bit earlier it's potentially been harder at the beginning because you've got two newborns let's get into the crux of childcare. um you're putting two kids in to childcare, whatever system, childminder, nursery, however you're you're doing it, nanny, but it's two kids at mm. the same time. There's no staggering. I think it's so hard for so, so many, so many twin parents. Yes, yeah. I think so. We, we mm. were. Um, I think we'd always just had it in our head that we would do something similar to how we did it with our eldest. So she was nine months old when I put her into nursery and I think it was like three days three days a week okay. and I went back to work um and I think the nursery that we put her into so we're talking you know, 10 years ago now um but I think I think mm. it was like 55 pounds a day um and so three days a week 55 pounds a day okay. I went back to my job um working in an office in London um, and that seemed like okay we can manage this um and then uh mm. Last year, I was looking into um, how much it would cost to send my twins to the same nursery. So same nursery, you know, right the corner Mm -hmm. from where we work, sorry, from where we live. Um, And I discovered that it had gone up to £100 a day and there was no... Oh, quite, that's quite, quite a, joke, a job. I mean, right? it did, to be fair, when, while my while my eldest was there, it did increase incrementally, and it was about seventy five pounds a day by the time she left. Yeah. Um. So it's now a hundred pounds a day, no sibling discount. So I was like, oh well, we'll get a sibling discount, surely. No yeah, sibling discount. No sibling discount. I, I, yeah, that's what I would have assumed. So a so hundred pounds mm, a day. That would be a basic. I would and it was thought. something like I think mm. you had to have them booked in for a minimum of two and a half days a week. But if my husband wanted to go back to okay. teaching. 
um, full time, it would have cost us over £4,000 a month and it would be £52,000 a year. £52,000 a year if they were going full time. Oh my goodness. And newsflash, teachers don't earn, well, most teachers don't earn £52,000 a year, you know. Um, and no. it's one of those things like, you know, I at the time I was thinking, you know, fair enough. You know, we've got twins. And, but even if it was one of them, that would have been £26,000 a year. And that's still an incredible amount of money to spend. Um, you know, my husband still wouldn't have been breaking even if he'd gone back to work after tax. He still would have been at a loss. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, we decided not to not to put them in oh. nursery. And he's still he's still not working. He's still off and um, looking after them. Mm. So he's still doing full time childcare. Yeah. And they're still quite yes. wee, aren't they? They're only just turning three. It is staggering, and even like. I'm surprised there wasn't a sibling discount and I probably even when there is there's probably not a massive reduction in the cost but you know having to find two a nursery that would take two at mm. the same time as well yeah. you've got like somewhere that's got an opening exactly. for two um so yeah I mean it, it's it's a lot right um and the audio notes that we'll play later on for listeners sort of echo some of some of that that you're you're talking about and I don't know if you saw yesterday but pregnant then screwed uh tweeted I mean they've been doing a lot of work and there's been a lot of petitions hasn't there about a review of, yeah. of childcare and childcare costs um but they tweeted yesterday that a percentage of GDP um spent on early childhood and what that is for different countries so for the UK it's only 0.1 percent um whereas somewhere like Norway is one percent and the OECD average is 0.4%. So mm. as the UK at 0.1%, it's below the average. Yeah. Um, so it just shows you that, you know, the childcare costs here, whether you've got one baby, or two babies, or even more, it's it's an issue. It is an issue. Um, and obviously parents of twins. It's even more of an mm. issue. Yeah, no, and I'm sure that you discussed this with Julie yeah. when you had Julie Brearley on your podcast, but... You know, we have got one of the most expensive mm. childcare systems in the world. And it's just mm. utterly frustrating that the government don't view childcare as being basic infrastructure. You know, if if they did and if they invested in it like they invest in all the other infrastructure in the country, then it, the, the the economy would 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 be would benefit and yeah. it's just such a short term view that the government have when it comes to to helping parents get back to work because so many of us do want to get back to work you know my my husband yeah. you know you know you, you talk to parents of primary school teachers and you know they talk about the lack of brilliant male teachers there are in primary schools my husband he was one and he of them one. and, yeah, yeah. You know, and he, yeah. he can't afford yeah. to get back to work because of the cost of childcare. and you've yeah. got to just look at that and think yeah oh, how why That's is this nuts, happening really, you know it? it is yeah and and also to support the childcare sector so that the people that are good stay in the sector and that the settings are well resourced and the quality's there and you're paying the workers to be really good um, rather than just a kind of exactly. basic minimum wage yeah, it's a level. Massive and, problem. Yeah, so it, it mm, yeah, so I think it's just really interesting and also interestingly, um, a woman that I've recently started working who's Norwegian because my company has a London office and an Oslo office she was talking about Nor she's a twin mum um, and she's got an older 
girl of eight and then her twins a boy and a girl of four um obviously things are a bit better in Norway in terms of we mentioned the one percent of spend nationally on childcare is better paid parental leaves better you know we know that there is a sort of more supportive uh, system yeah. as a nation but she was also talking about still what she called I'm sure she called it the triple shift that needs to be discussed as well because even like you know there's your work your partner's work say in a, a sort of two parent um family but there's also the housework and obviously housework the more kids you've got it does increase increases yeah. as well and how you and how you share that triple shift as well is also something that uh you know everywhere regardless of the support for paid parental leave and childcare costs which we all need that support and I'm so pleased you tweeted about it um but we we need to uh, yeah just think about the whole package of what's going on in people's lives and how we're managing it so yeah I don't really know where I'm going with that but I just thought <laughs> no, it was interesting I think, no I think it's really interesting <laughs> it's just, and I think that um there was somebody that I had on my mm. podcast called Eve Rodsky and she's in, she's um written a book oh, um, yes, called Fair yeah, yeah. Play and it's all about that emotional yeah. labor that you know all of that stuff all of the unspoken mm. jobs that has to be done around childcare and around the house and just life and how so often it is yeah. left to the women to do that not in every situation yeah um and her book is a brilliant no, no, um no. exploration of that and um offers a real kind of solution a bit of a toolkit to how to balance things off oh, so that you know you feel like mm. you know you're doing your fair share i guess yeah yeah, yeah. and even with twins right you're gonna have more of those generic childhood issues that crop up you know those coughs those colds I mean let's ignore COVID but just you know the general stuff it's just intensified right I mean I think so just that call to say really sorry but can you provide an extra thing or can you come and pick your kid up early or so double the chance of well and (laughs) yeah and and you know just the extra logistics of making sure that everybody's safe and happy it just sounds like a load um and I think part of the thing with making these podcast episodes is just to raise a bit of awareness around it so we can support each other better right like I think now I've been more aware of my friends who've got twin babies I'm starting to think much more about how could I support them or how could employers support them or you know what conversations do we still need to have and obviously a main thing is around the childcare costs but there's other stuff that we can all do um so yeah so let's what else can we think about what what do you think would be um would be good what do you think we could do other than affecting to affect change other than the childcare costs what else do you think Alison oh we could could I'm not sure uh, honestly like my main thing is the whole childcare costs I think that you know I I, I think that, that once you've once you've sorted that um it you know it kind of it means that the return to work is so much easier um Mm. I mean I think that from an emotional point of view going back to work can be trickier with twins because you you're okay you're dealing with two different human beings and putting them into childcare. and you know for example with my with my twins one is quite robust and quite sociable the other one is quite sensitive and doesn't like to be left with other people quite as much and so 
handling those different yeah. personalities and dealing with those different emotions can be quite hard because mm. when you have one baby or toddler that you're putting into child's care you, you obviously you're focused mm. on making sure that they're okay and giving them what they need um so it can be quite yeah, kind of yeah. you know like pulling your kind of emotional resources it can be it can be quite intense mm. I bet, I bet. And actually that's, now you've said that, I'm thinking to another mum of twins that I've known. And she said, you know, that that guilt that anybody gets dropping the kids at nursery, especially when they're settling or, or have you. But it's like the two sets of eyes looking at you, you know, it's like that double whammy, that kind of... And the other thing you know, as well, because so, so my twins have just recently and... started going to a morning only preschool um and yeah, um, yeah. my husband does the dropping off and the picking up um and he was saying that um yeah. when he picks them up he, because one of them is more robust and sociable um he quite often doesn't even get yeah. feedback about that twin because he's so focused on making sure that the ah, more okay. sensitive one has been okay has she had an okay day you know there's not been too many tears um yeah, and so then yeah. he walks away thinking oh goodness I'm just focusing on one and not the other and they're both as important as each other and ah. yeah. <laughs> it's so complex that's, that's super interesting <laughs> I bet I bet and then even when they get complex at that level but even when they get to primary school I heard that sometimes they try if it's a school with more than one class per year to split yeah it, it varies twins, so they have their it, own. It, it's every primary school yeah. has their own policy our primary school for example when you're mm. in uh, reception in the first year of, of primary school the parent gets to choose whether they can be separate or together um and then i, I think from year okay. one they split them up as a policy so but every okay. school seems to be yeah. different with that has a slightly yeah. different take yeah yeah well yeah it's just really interesting I've really enjoyed learning about it and thinking about it and I hope by recording today with you and then we'll put the audio notes from um, some of the mums that I've mentioned together hopefully it will help others learn and think about it and yeah let's keep getting the child oh my goodness let's get well. that sorted please <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. definitely definitely so Alison just just to wrap up how can people find you um how can people read your content hear your podcast what, what okay can we so do? um you can find me on Instagram where I'm I am Alison Perry and on Twitter I'm I am Alison Perry as well at my blog which is a little bit unloved at the moment um I need to um I need to write some oh. content for my blog um it's uh not another and my podcast is not okay. another mum oh yes it is I've forgotten my own podcast name my podcast <laughs> that's fine I do it. is not another mummy podcast um and as you um said before my book OMG it's twins is available to buy um in all good bookshops and on Amazon so yeah it's there yay and congratulations on all the stuff you do but getting Aww. a book out and being mum to three fantastic <laughs> kids so Thanks. well done to you Alison and and thank you oh, for coming so on lovely today. To chat to you thank you so much for having me hello I'm Lucy I'm a doctor and I live in London with my husband my two-year-old daughter and six-month-old boy-girl twins um, I'm currently on maternity leave and I'm starting to plan my return to work. Most of my considerations are actually very similar to those that I had when I returned to work after having my eldest. So are not unique to having twins, but are definitely intensified because it's twins this time round. To me, the most pressing and obvious issue is the financial implication of returning to work. 
and I'm sure this must be a consideration for most parents, but the specific issue for twins is that the cost for two children comes out all at once rather than being staggered. So if you have two children of different ages, by the time you pay childcare for the youngest child, you might be lucky and be able to access some of the 15 or 33 hours from the government for your elder child. So you hopefully won't be paying full fees for both children for too long. And this clearly isn't the case for twins. So for me personally, despite having what most people would consider to be a well-paid job and for having family nearby so my mum will be able to look after the twins one day a week, um, my childcare costs will still exceed my take-home salary. And that's before I even factor in the cost of travel, work clothes, professional fees, etc. So in the short term, at least, I'll be paying to go to work. Then my second consideration is the sheer logistics of returning to work. So how will James and I fit our working hours around the nursery drop-off and pick-up? How will we handle any work emergencies, children being off sick, and then just the general life admin and washing? So again, this isn't specific to twins by any means. Um, but presumably with double the children, there will be more sick days and more life admin to juggle. And then one final issue that a fellow twin mum was discussing the other day was trying to find a nursery with two spots available for both twins on the same days has been a problem for her, which has luckily not been a problem for me so far. Again, I think the solution to these issues um, is not twin specific either. Um, Things like more affordable childcare, flexible working would help parents regardless of how many children they have. One thing that I think would be great and really help twin parents specifically would be either a longer maternity leave or an uplift to the maternity pay um, for parents who have twins. But obviously that's pie in the sky thinking. Hi, I'm Heather and I work as a project officer for a local authority education department. I live near Stirling in Scotland with my husband and twin daughters. The girls were born in December 2020 and I'm currently on maternity leave. Being a mum of twins has been a bit overwhelming so far and the first few months were particularly tough as I recovered physically from a very complicated childbirth. Although not in any way unique to twin births, I was at a higher risk of all the complications I experienced due to the fact it was a twin pregnancy. I hope to continue my maternity leave for as long as possible so that I can spend quality time with the girls now that I feel on more of an even keel. But it's also because there's no additional time or financial benefit given for multiples, so I feel as though I better make the most of what I'm entitled to when I can get it and bear the financial cost in the short term. As I navigate the return to work, childcare will be a big financial factor looming over us as we pay for two at once, with only minimal sibling discounts available. Even where we are grateful to receive help from family members, this is made more complicated by new dynamics of working from home or hybrid working. It will be a busy household on the days that my husband and I are both working from home upstairs and a family member is looking after the girls downstairs. My team at work are very supportive and I'm keen to stay involved in several interesting projects. But nevertheless, I'm facing a lot of uncertainty about my return to work. I would prefer to go back on a part-time basis. As of yet, I don't know if that will be possible. But I hope a solution for both me and my employer will be reached soon.
Thank you for listening to The Mother of All Solutions. If you've enjoyed this episode, please do like and subscribe. And if you want to connect, there's Twitter at Solutions Mother or email motherofallsolutions at gmail.com. And do listen back to past episodes because I think there'll be more for you to enjoy in those. Thanks for listening. Take care.